Jesus Christ has risen And He is the open door How you doing everyone? Welcome to this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show Where we talk about life, we talk about liberty And yes, we talk about the pursuit of happiness And we show the world that as Cajuns do have intelligence I hope you're having a good day, good week wherever you are located You just gotta remember that this is the day that the Lord has made We should rejoice and be glad in it Ladies and gentlemen, got an impactful weekend coming up So with that being said for my 200 episode, this is 199, which I am grateful that I have, I have gotten to this point of 199 episodes. And I'm going to thank you in advance for 200 episodes of the Cajun Conservative Show. Um, uh, but unfortunately, I won't be there for the next episode, my 200 episode. And look, don't, 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 don't get upset. And please listen to the next episode because we're going to have a great guest. Come on. And that is going to be Scott Ford from the Scott Ford show on Rumble. Uh, I talked to Scott and we've been uh, we've been working out the details. Um, we will have a show for you. Uh, if something happens, you will know in the next episode. But right now, Mr. Scott Ford from the Scott Short, uh, the Scott Ford show on Rumble for the first time will be guest hosting the show. And uh, this came at the last uh, last spur of the minute. Uh, as you know, I've been saying i have a busy week we have a vacation bible school at the church uh, along with working i'm working on that and they um they text me all the details um at the time of this recording it is day three which is when this problems i'll be day four uh but we've had a max uh, capacity of 34 children that have come into vbs to learn about the lord and to have an opportunity to make jesus christ their savior uh, so that's going on. And this week, the reason I am not filming or I'm not going to be part of the program is uh, I'm going to be ministering at our conference that happens this weekend. Uh, we got some great things lined up. We got uh, we got some good food. We got some good speakers and um, some <coughs> excuse me, some time of fellowship. And uh, I, I just I, I'm going to be preaching. So I want to focus on that. I want to focus on. Uh, what the Lord is leading me to speak on. I have a great topic lined up that I feel that the Lord is uh, leading me on to talk to the people. And I don't want to be, you know, worried about news and worried about that. So um, to give his 100%, Scott has said he's going to go ahead and jump on. Also, we have great other great hosts. It was a shard of a time and, and Scott was the one that was available. So, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm please listen to the next episode with uh, our special guest host, Scott Ford from the Scott's Ford Show on Rumble. And Scott's good. I, I like Scott's content. You should go check him out on Rumble. He is also in our ads at the moment. Uh, we're working on uh, new sponsor videos and all that stuff. But uh, I, I encourage everyone, go listen to Scott. Scott's a good guy. Scott, uh, Scott's a, uh, Scott loves the Lord. He, uh, he wants to be used by the Lord, and uh, he wants, you know, great commentating on things that are going on. Uh, with that being said, go ahead and check out my friend Scotty Gidry at Cajun Carts in Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, great guy, great business out there. Uh, he is a, uh, if you have any problems with your golf cart that you need to be, uh, that you need fix, or you, um, you need anything like that, you can go ahead and check him out at Cajun Carts dot com and my video is lagging low there we go there we go now we got it all right so um 
Technical difficulties. Uh, no, but yeah, go check out uh, Scotty Gadry, www.cajuncards.com. Uh, you can get all the information. And if you go bring your card or go even buy a card, tell Scotty that uh, I sent you out there. Go ahead and check out Cajun Cards. Uh, they gave me a great, good-looking hat, so I'm going to give them a shout-out. Uh, also, go check out uh, M&W Laser Creations in uh, Bro Bridge, Louisiana. Uh, you can go find their group. Uh, page in the description at the bottom of this episode if it's video or um if it's video or uh, the audio side it should be in there in the description i like giving shout outs to mr warren mr warren made this great sign right here he also made us some cups i don't have at the moment but uh some great cups go check them out and uh let him know isaac sent you there so all right guys so, uh ladies and gentlemen when you when you when you think everything is over when you when you when you're like man what could possibly happen now we we had joe uh, we had hunter biden and i've been talking about hunter biden for the last two episodes and it's like when you think it's over something else comes up in this hunter biden fiasco this family syndica, this 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 uh, this mafia run um, family, and that's what it's starting to look like. It's starting to look like that the Biden administration or the Biden family is run like the mafia with the big guy. You remember the text messages and everything to Brisma and China and all that stuff. The big guy uh, is taking care of all the issues, and and Hunter Biden is kind of like I wouldn't say the Godfather, but he he's the person that goes and brings in the money for the, the for the mafia family. And you know my my dad, I'll, I'll just give a shout out to my dad. My dad uh, said, man, it looked like this is a mafia run organization and that's what it's starting to look like because if, if you look at all the family incidents with the bidens it, it's it's like that joe biden took care of his his sons he took care of his brother and his niece and uh you remember the report a while back where it was they they had like a hundred million that was spread to the biden administration that was according to some democrats that were out there and ladies and gentlemen um this week is still not looking good for the Biden administration, and it feeds into the conspiracy that we live in a tutorial justice system. Why do I say that? Well, a while back, there was a whistleblower that came forward, and the Republicans were planning to uh, use this whistleblower as the, 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 the main whistleblower, the one that would expose all the Biden's hidden uh, agendas and uh, the Biden's family schemes. And if you remember, this was a big thing. And then all of a sudden, the, 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 the whistleblower disappeared. And they couldn't find this whistleblower. If uh, Breitbart a while back reported that Republicans couldn't find this whistleblower. Now, conspiracy theories and everything went out like, what happened to this whistleblower? Did he disappear uh, on purpose to save his life? Did something happen to him? And well, this 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 new this uh this whistleblower has resurfaced resurfaced from a video. He went ahead and released a video online saying, "Look, I am the whistleblower that the Republicans were going to use, or whatever." And he kept on saying, he he said, "Look, I gave tons of evidence back in 2019 before President Biden even decided to run on because in his words, he thought that he he didn't think." 
uh, he at the time I think Biden was thinking about it, or he just announced something like that, and he said, I don't think people sh people should know before they vote for him all the corruption that is going in the back of uh, of the Biden Seneca. And and, and 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 all of a sudden now that he was he, he he resurfaces, and he talks he talks to um, all these people and this came and this guy was Gal Leaf, left, uh, left, left, I, that don't look like left but anyway, uh, Gal Leaf um, was his name and he he brought he came out and he said look I got all this information I brought it to the DOJ I brought it to the FBI and they just shrugged it off they didn't tell him hey you know. I, Bro, we're going to look into this. They didn't even do that. They just went ahead and just didn't get back with him. And it's kind of funny that when he comes forward and the Republicans are using uh, this whistleblower in February, the, the, uh, the administration arrests him and charges him. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to see where it was at. Uh, but they, they arrested him in february and he left he disappeared now a lot of people say well isaac if he's innocent why is he running well because it's kind of funny how he becomes a whistleblower and all of a sudden the doj goes after him and he is he's arrested now on the charges that he that he's with now or whatever and you and people are like oh well hold on isaac would you trying to say a conspiracy no i'm just i'm just trying to say it's kind of funny it's kind of funny that when this guy says, hey, I'm a whistleblower and I got information, all of a sudden they're doing an investigation on this person. Well, the video resurfaces and whoopie doo, what would, would you not know? Would you know? Could you guess what happened? Well, according to Daily Wire, the DOJ announced charges against missing Hunter Biden's witness. Federal prosecutors unsealed an indictment this week against a American Israel energy expert that has supposedly been the missing witness of the house republican investigations into the biden family's bill, uh, business dealings for month gail leaf gail Liff, who formerly who formally charged monday in the southern district of new york with court related to willfully failing to register under the federal agent Requ uh, registration act armed trafficking tra trafficking Iranian sanction violations and making false statements to federal agents. Lyft was arrested over the charges back in February while in Cyprus, Cy uh, Cyprus put his uh, fail, uh, failed extradition after being released on bail. Then he goes ahead and talks about the video, how about how it was released to the New York Post um, and that he had pr provided FBI and DOJ in the March of 2019 with all the paperwork. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's just, it's just kind of funny, okay, that this person, this gal leave, left, um, resurfaces, and all of a sudden, there's an indictment. Ladies and gentlemen, it, it points back to what I said last episode. And I, right, you know, while I was looking into this, I put out a TikTok video of my of my episode of last week where I talked about Biden, Hunter Biden, I honestly think thinks he can get away with anything. And look, this proves it right here. Wait, hold on, Isaac. You're starting to spew conspiracy theories. No, it's just I'm 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 observant of what's going on here. Isn't it kind of funny to you, the listener, who are in who who are some of the most intelligent people on the planet? Isn't it kind of funny that this person back in February gets charged 
with the stuff that he's been indicted with, um, he gets charged in and he resurfaces and all of a sudden their investigation's over. Hey, we're going to indict him. Ladies and gentlemen, that sounds like intimidation. Man, you, you're coming forward and you're coming against the president and you're coming against the, the, the people that, 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 that fed you and oh, oh well, you're going to go to jail now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's just kind of, it just, it's just something kind of fishy here. This person has evidence, so-called, allegedly has evidence, we're going to say it like that, of the proof that Hunter Biden and the big guy, you know, the president of the United States, were basically foreign agents as well. Because it's kind of funny that uh, this, is com this comes up. Because if you remember Hunter Biden, now he said he worked with Hunter Biden. It was for four years he worked with his company. It was with Brisma. Um, this is from this is a, from an article from Breitbart where it says, meanwhile, Republican lawmakers like Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley, who previously called the DOJ uh, as uh, the DOJ to assess whether or not Hunter Biden may have violated uh, the, the regulations under the FARA. In May of 2017, Hunter Biden sent a message to his business associate, Tony Babalinski, about setting up and uh, setting up and a shell corporation, a company, apparently in order to avoid the registration as a foreign agent. So, ladies and gentlemen, let, let's go. Let's let, let's look at all this right here. They're charging this man with a hundred years of prison. If he, if he's convicted a hundred years of prison and Hunter Biden is sitting at the white house, possibly snorting cocaine and getting away with something again, ladies and gentlemen, you have to look. Okay. One thing, one, one conspiracy, one incident, you can say, well, that's possibly, it, it could have happened, but it couldn't have. But come on, ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden has been getting away with so much stuff. They are charged, and this is not the first time, with the gun and the tax invasion. Um, You have a rapper that is sitting in prison for lying on a document. You know how many people have went to jail for tax invasion? But Hunter Biden pleads a deal with the FBI and he, don't, he gets away scot-free. Now you have this man that comes up, this, this Mr. Lee left, says, Hey, I got information that proves what you, the Republicans, think. And then all of a sudden he gets charged, gets arrested. Now he's fleeing for his life, apparently. Nobody knows where he's at. He releases something to the New York Post. And all of a sudden now, the indictment charges, comma four. They come and they're saying, if you come out to the public, we will arrest you. And we will go ahead and put you on trial. And if you're convicted, you're going to be put in jail for a hundred years. Basically life in prison. Now, like I said, going, going back to May, 2017, Chuck Grosley says, Hey, you know, y'all need to look into Hunter Biden because Hunter Biden was working for Brisma. 
He was working uh, for all for the Chi uh, for some Chinese organization. He is looking because remember this is one thing that they're charging Mr. Lift with is that oh he was he he was looking for China's interests and not for American interests. That makes him a foreign agency, and he didn't go ahead and file with this organization. But Hunter Biden was working in the same building, or working for the same organization, and he was looking for China's best interests. And ladies, and they say there isn't a tutorial justice system. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, I, I, I'll say it, I'll say it, I said it before, I'll say it again. The Biden family is an embarrassment to America. And the, the reason they are, they are an embarrassment to America is because they are using their political power to politicize the DOJ, the FBI, to hide their family's crimes and possibly even, you know, advance a war because it's kind of funny how the Bidens have scandalous ties in Ukraine and Biden is sending money and weapons and all this stuff to Zelensky. Now Zelensky, because they're having a G7 summit, is trying to get trying to be part of NATO while in a war and saying, you know, hey, you, we we uh we need this, we need that. And Biden's promising him everything. Isn't that kind of a, a weird coincidence that we have a president of the United States helping fund a war against Russia where there is, you know, scandalous ties in Ukraine? Same thing, same thing with America, same thing with China. It's kind of funny how Biden is, is protecting China on things. Ladies and gentlemen, this, this is, the Bidens are an embarrassment to America. And I, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm not trying to, to, to make up stuff because I don't want to do it. But these articles right here. The show that they're going after a person for for what for something that Hunter Biden has done himself, but you won't hear the FBI or the DA, DOJ go after Biden because Biden is a, Hunter Biden is a big seeker. We gotta keep it for national security reasons. Now Christopher Ray's was in front of Congress today, and Matt Gaze, one one of the patriots in Congress, asked him point blank, "Are you protecting?" The Bidens, after Raids went ahead and read a text message, he asked the question, oh, where, let me go ahead and see, and then, uh, uh, quoting Hunter Biden's business at, to the IRS, which was released in June, Raids responded that he was not going to commit a comment on the matter. The FBI and the Department of Justice has been investigating Hunter Biden since 2020. Uh, since 2020, and he's recently pleaded guilty to tax and gun charges. And Gaze asks him some questions. You seem deeply uncurious about it, almost suspectfully uncurious. Are you protecting the Biden? Gaze asks. Raise. Absolutely not. Raise responded. Gaze continued on the different on the uh, difference in Ray's answers. You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a, that's a shakedown. And anyone knows why you won't answer it because to the millions of, of people 
who will see this, they knew they know it is, and you're enable you're enabling to acknowledge that it is deeply revealing about you. So, ladies and gentlemen, the FBI isn't going to look into Hunter Biden because as the, as I seen the video, well, I looked at some of the pictures and all. Ray's is just like, I, I gotta be here. I gotta answer questions. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I, me personally, I think he lied. He said, "I'm not absolutely not. We're not protecting the Bidens." But it's kind of funny. Every time there's a there's a there's a case against Hunter Biden, it gets swept under the rug. But they're gonna go after the people that are whistleblowers. That can't explain what's happening. But they won't go after the ones who the whistleblowers say, hey, look, they did a crime. You need to go look at them. Like I said, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make up the, it just, I'm a, I'm a normal American, American citizen. And when I see stories like this and I put two and two together, it's just kind of funny. This guy comes out and says, hey, I got evidence against the Bidens. All of a sudden, the DOJ is looking into his every life, everyday life. And they, they find something to put him away so he don't talk about the, 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 the Hunter Biden issues. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back in a few moments. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here. I'm the Cajun Conservative. And I want to thank Brother Lanny Hayes from Hayes' Dump Truck Service for their generous support of the Cajun Conservative and Brothers Just Searching. Hayes' Dump Truck Service serves the Lafayette and surrounding areas. If you have any job that you need done, like cleanup or hauling material to your job site or your home, we haul limestone, we haul sand, we haul topsoil, any type of material you need. If you're in the Lafayette and surrounding areas, please call Brother Lanny Hayes at 337-852-8043. Remember, Hayes' Dump Truck Service, where Jesus is Lord of the company. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second segment of the Cajun Conservative Show. Um... Just, just continue on what I was talking about, ladies and gentlemen. It, it, it look, I don't know. And look, I, I, I remember before Biden got in there, everybody would say it was Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was the worst president in the the nation. Jimmy Carter, you know, did some good things, but the inflation was high, and it, people people made the statement that Jimmy Carter was the worst president in U.S. history, by far now the second. Biden is a worse president than Jimmy Carter was. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I just, you know, I, I'm going to go back to my t- a TikTok video I did earlier today. Where I showed a clip of my last video and they, they had the nerve of somebody to comment and say, well, what crimes have Hunter Biden done? It's obvious like I said, maybe one or two, you can, you, can, you can debate it on. But come on. All these. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, the, 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 and look, it's not. Look, I, you know, the, the left likes to tell us that we're conspiracy theorists. Don't mind them with the Russian collusion. I'm just saying. But they, they like to say, oh, y'all conspiracy theorists. Y'all, 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 y'all make up things. Y'all, 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 y'all making things. Y'all making uh, anthill, uh, uh, uh Mountains out of mohills. They come up with all this stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, this isn't a conspiracy theory. This is bloody obvious now. 
When you have the, 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 the FBI director just tell Congress, I'm not going to comment on that. And no, we're not, we're not supposedly protecting the Bidens. But you have a whistleblower that has the evidence in front of him, in front of y'all. Or allegedly, we're going to say, allegedly has evidence that would incriminate the Biden family. All of a sudden, he gets charged and he gets indicted? Funny when he first comes out and says, hey, I got this information? Ladies and gentlemen, it's kind of, and look, also this, look, he, he, he reported to the DLJ in 2019, 2019, why, why, why didn't they charge him then? Why didn't he look at him then? Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, they would have came out and said, hey, we're investigating something that a whistleblower gave us. They were asking, well, how, what came about this? And they would have to say, well, the Biden family, they, they think the Biden family did some things. And again, you can, you might, some of you on the left, which who y'all think y'all, y'all, y'all smarter than God himself might tell me, well, Isaac, I was in 2019. Wasn't that the Trump administration? Wasn't that Trump's people? Why didn't the Trump? Okay. Christopher Reyes is showing that he he's on the side of Biden. He could have told Trump anything and, and I hit things. We, we already know Marin Garland, uh, not Marin Garland. Uh, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. That was the attorney general at the end of Trump's ministry. I can't. William Barr. William Barr looked like he wasn't really interested in investigating a lot of stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, William Barr, Christopher Reyes, that's all part of the establishment. That Christopher Reyes has been in the, the FBI for longer than dirt. And, and people, well, that was Trump's people. If, if Trump didn't know about it, Trump couldn't tell him to investigate. Ladies and gentlemen, there is corruption all over Washington. And look, come on. I don't know what Biden's doing. I don't know what the Biden what the Bidens have over the DOJ. But this is starting to be an embarrassment to our country. A big fat embarrassment. Because we have a president that's going after his chief rival on the Republican side. You have, you have whistleblowers coming out of the woodworks saying we know things about Hunter Biden. We know things about the Bidens. And this one is getting incriminated. Uh, he's, he's getting indicted. He, he's been, he was arrested with charges. Just so happened after he came out and said, I have this stuff. You have every other whistleblower that's saying, look, we know what's going on with Biden. And all of a sudden, the Democrats don't think whistleblowers are that important. But in the Trump administration, when every Tom, Dick, and Harry came out and says, I got dirt on Trump, they went and hide. Look, they went ahead and hide the whistleblowers. When one Republican was about to name the whistleblower, you had Adam Schiff, Shifty Adam, come out and say, Oh, no, 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 stop. Cut the mic, cut the mic. We cannot reveal the identity of the whistleblower. Whistleblowers were fined in. But then all of a sudden, whistleblowers were not that important no more. Before I continue, I do want to announce that we have uh, Kelly uh, Alford. Alford is uh, uh, she's running for um, for state rep here in uh, Louisiana. I believe it is the 68th. Let me go make sure. Uh, no, 64th district here in Louisiana. That's around Denham Springs and all. Uh, she'll be with us on the third segment. Can't wait to have that conversation. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it just, it, it, it aggravates me. It does aggravate me. 
excuse me as I get a taste of water. <laughs> I got this big jug. Half a working that water in it. So you on YouTube and rumble like, God, Lee, what a big jug. <laughs> it's water. I promise. <laughs> All right. No, um, no, but ladies and gentlemen, whistleblowers ain't important no more. Uh, to, 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 to the government all of a sudden. So, all right. So let's go ahead and keep on talking about the Biden administration. Well, not the Biden administration, Biden himself, because he had a rough week this week, ladies and gentlemen, and it started on Sunday. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why I say this man is not fit, is not fit for office. If you remember in the Trump administration, they wanted to give Trump fitness tests and mental tests. And because, oh my goodness, Donald Trump is crazy. Donald Trump is a lunatic. Donald Trump is insane. He dyes his hair orange. The left came up with everything. But at least Donald Trump, going back to that as well. Remember, Donald Trump has the nuclear codes. Donald Trump is mentally ill. Remember Nancy Pelosi. Oh, I got to have control of the nuclear codes. We can't let the president have that no more because he's insane. Remember all that talk? I wonder where all them Democrats are now. Because, ladies and gentlemen, Biden has shown his incapability of being president of the United States to a point where he is basically letting our enemies know that we're low on supplies for weapons, not weapons, ammunition. Why do I say that? Well, this comes from the Daily Wire. Biden blasted for revealing sensitive U.S. military info during interviews. So he was sitting down with CNN's, uh, one of the CNN uh, propaganda hosts over there. And they were asking questions. Um, so Biden told CNN Farrell Zakara that the reason that he's he is giving uh, cluster uh, mentors or some weapons to Ukraine is because the U.S. is running out of the 155 artillery shell. Biden, uh, um, when the question was asked, would you, what made you change your mind and decide to give the though give them those weapons he asked that was the host this is biden's response the ukrainians are running out of ammunition the ammunition that they use to call them the uh that they use to call them 155 millimeter weapons this is a war related to uh manitans you military guys i know my boys from Culper's can't eat cup probably yelling at me if they're listening. Uh, and they are running out. So Biden said, look, the Ukrainians are having issues. They're running out. I'm going to send weapons to help them out. Um, they're running out of that ammunition and we're low on it as uh, low on it too. And so what I finally did, I took the recommendation of the de defense uh, department to not permanently, but to allow for this in this transit period where we have more 155 weapons, deal shells for the Ukrainians to provide them with something that has a very low due rate. It's about, I think it's 150, which is the least likely to be blowing. <sighs> can he, can he just look at the camera and say, enemies, y'all want America? Come get it. Ladies and gentlemen, the capability of this man running this country has already been well documented and obvious that he can't. Just went ahead and told the world, hey, the Ukrainians are running out of these shells, these 155 shells, whatever they are. They're running low. We're running low. So we're going to send them our weapons. 
is like if Julius Caesar went up against the Persian army and told him, you're running low on swords? Y'all come get our swords and then we'll fight at the end of the, at the, end of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, it just, our, look, our enemies don't have to send spies anymore. They just got to watch CNN. And CNN will not go ahead and cut it out. They will show the whole thing to the world. What happened to national security, mind you? Ladies and gentlemen, this, this right, this, he went on TV and told the world, just not the nation, the world that we're running low on certain ammunition. Our enemy, like I said, our enemies don't have to go ahead and send a spy. China don't have to send us a spy. All they have to do is watch their television on CNN. When they hear there's an exclusive interview with Joe Biden, all they have to do is watch. Because we don't know what else he's going to spew out. On that note, Hunter Biden, we, we talked about it earlier. He has some ties to China and Ukraine and all this stuff. Oh, if Hunter Biden wanted to give sens secret sensitive information to a foreign entity, all he has to do is talk to his daddy for five minutes. He don't even have to be conniving about it. All he has to do is say, hey, daddy, what about this certain thing? And of course, Joe Biden, that's good old boy Hunter. I'm proud of Hunter, as he says. And I, I went on national. And look, and look, there's people out there. Not you, my faithful listeners. The Cajun conservative family who's one of the smartest of all time. You know, you're listening to this. You're informed. I believe you're informed. If you're not informed yet, you will be informed if you continue to listen. But my listeners, I know majority of a lot of y'all. It don't take a, a you know, a, a scientist to figure out that this man is incapable of being president. But there, like I said, there's some people. That are out there, that are on the left, the far left, over, way over the foul line, over the fence, into the next field. That will go ahead and defend Joe Biden and say he's a good president. I'm going to do the Joe, I'm going to do the Joe whisper. Ladies and gentlemen, this man just went on TV and told our, told our, told, if I was our allies, I would be embarrassed. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that protects me, protects me. Again, I'm just, I'm just this, 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 the Bidens are an embarrassment to America. I'm sad to say that, but I have to. All right, let's move on. Um, again, like I said, Biden had a rough week. Um, Biden is, uh, <laughs> President Biden is apparently not always the kindly Arna Goring, the, uh, uh, kindly as the mainstream media likes to point out, he isn't kindly as the media likes to point out, according to a new report, which details his explosive temper and habit of swe uh, swearing in substance, the media and the left has frequently attempted to portray Biden a uh, as empathy, empathetic with their, uh, constituents describing him as a decent man. Yet, according to Axis, some of the Biden aides avoid meeting alone with him as he is prone to yell, such as, God, you know what? How the F don't you know this? Don't effing you know what? Me and get the F out of here. I'm not cussing and I'm not hitting the buttons, I'm just stopping the, the words. 
One administration all the total access. No one is safe. Yeah, going back to it's funny how this is starting to come back and bite the media's rear end. Because if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, when Trump was in office, oh, this one's quitting. Oh, this is bad signs for the administration. Oh, I can't believe another person quit and he said Donald Trump or she said Donald Trump was the meanest person in the world. Remember the media, the media flashed that every so often. Every time somebody quit in the Biden administration, uh, in the uh, Trump administration, it was breaking news that this person quit. Oh, what does this mean? Why is Trump treating his people? But now it's happening on with the Biden administration where Biden is telling people to stop effing bull him. And people are saying they're not, they don't feel safe in the White House. Why don't we get the news articles about it? Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, the, Biden, the, the, the media portrayed Biden as your friendly Uncle Joe. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uncle Joe that sniffs women, uh, girls' hairs and says weird things in front of children and, 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 and tells our secrets to the world openly. Uh, I hope he don't decide our nuclear coals is this, this, and this, but he, he, he was betrayed because remember the mean old orange man, Donald Trump is evil. He's racist. He's homophobic. And it just kept throwing it on Donald Trump while lifting up Biden as this great uncle Joe. The man that loves everybody and the man that cares for you. And they lifted him up. They lifted him up. Now it's coming to revelation. And look, you know, you know what gets me about this article? This isn't the first time the article, an article like this has been written. There was, um, there was an article a few months ago, maybe about a year now, where it was basically the same thing. Staffer said Joe would snap at them. Joe would go ahead and and do certain things if he didn't like it and he would fuss and all that stuff. Look what he did to the media. Remember, that was the whole thing too. Uncle Joe, great president Uncle Joe will never fuss at the media. He's transparent. But every time Peter Dorsey or some reporter asks him a tough question, he snarks back at them and answers them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the media and the Democrats might think you've forgotten. But I don't think you have forgotten. I know I haven't forgotten. And like I said, I'm an ordinary American. But ladies and gentlemen, this, this right here, this, this whole shebang of Biden yelling at staffers, this isn't new. Not to me. It might be new to some people that read it. Now, they, they, they hide these stories and they spread them out for six months at a time and people might forget about them. But this is Joe's character. If you look at Joe, uh, uh, Joe, fighting with the man in the, at the plant talking about guns. If you look back in the seventies, when Joe would, 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 uh, when somebody asked him a question that, that did not give him favor, he would snap at them. And I remember even one guy that was talking about college, he, he, the, the age old lie where he finished higher in the class and everything like that. He told that guy, I'm pretty smart. I got to go. I don't know. I think you're dumb. But see, ladies and gentlemen, it, it, Uncle Joe isn't the nice man. In the, he, it's like one, like the movies, and there's several movies like that. He, if he, if they call him Uncle Joe, could they try to make him loving and caring and all that? He's that uncle that gives you a a, 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 a tall tale, 
and leaves not seeing you for months at a time and comes back and give you tall tales. That's what that's the kind of uncle Uncle Joe is. President Joe Biden. All right. One more story. Then we're going to go ahead and continue the show with our interview and our guests. Uh, Miss Miss Kelly. Miss Kelly, great person. Uh, I think she's going to make a good representative. Uh, stay tuned for that interview. Uh, so this came from Todd Stearns, but I'm hearing this from a lot of other places. Uh, even media. This is from Liz Pick. And this is from the Todd Stearns website. Even liberal media enraged over Biden's disowning granddaughter. Um, Joe Biden, as we said, uh, was portrayed to us when he ran for president that he was the loving, caring person as he was. But New York Times columnist uh, caused something of a uh, 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 commotion over the weekend by criticizing Joe Biden as a rare event for a left-leaning press. In the piece titled The Seven Grandkids, Mr. President, down but berated the president correctly for ignoring his seventh grandchild, Navy Jane Robert, born to Hunter Biden and Linda Roberts. She and her Republican sister, Peggy, apparently a fan of the president, are shocked that the that Biden, a self-declared family man, would be so unkind to Hunter's out of wedlock daughter. Dole wrote Joe Biden mentor has always been a uh, mental uh mentro hope i'm saying that word right uh been that the absolute most important thing is your family it is the heart of his political narrative she excluded him from scaring little navy's life by refusing to acknowledge her and this story has been because, like we said, the media has betrayed. Oh, look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden's a perfect family man. Not like Trump. Trump had 20 wives and he had 20 kids and he he, play, he touches a woman boob. And then, but not Hunter Biden. Not, not Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a saint. Joe Biden is a, a, is a great American. And his columns wrote. Now, it's kind of funny how it all worked out. Uh, uh, one day ago in a 2020 tweet. Well, this, this story was written, um, in 20, uh, this story was written one day ago, but it, it starts out with a tweet from president Joe Biden over a year ago. Well, 2020, uh, saying that he would always take a call from his grandchildren is now resurf- resurfacing the, as the president and his family face backlash for not formally acknowledging Hunter Biden's daughter. Born out of wedlock. The tweet captioned, I have a rule my entire life, no matter what's happening, no matter how important the meeting, I'll always answer a call from my grandchildren. Uh, is a company is a, is, a, uh, is accompanied by a video of the president speaking on the phone with, with what a presumed one of his grandchildren. Hey, by the way, do you get a picture of dogs? The president asks as he holds up the phone. To his ear, ma- uh, mass hanging on to the other. Um, I'll tell you what. Did you see the message they sent? They said they missed you. I miss you too, Angel. And it talks about the video. Um, see, the thing of it is, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I don't know why. I just, let's just go on that point. I know I'm running a little long on this segment. I don't know why Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, you know, because I, I, I got to ask the question, would Hunter Biden, would Joe Biden take a phone call from Navy? 
to look right now the view has uh discredited this columnist who is a leftist he shouldn't be talking about children it's funny lines up because um earlier like i said i put some tiktoks and had somebody tell me that we shouldn't attack hunter biden because he's not an elected official but it's kind of funny he's using his father who is an elected official to get away with all kind of junk and ladies and gentlemen, this is just pure evil. I'm okay. I can understand that they don't like the woman that Hunter Biden did the, the action with, but that's his daughter. That is, that is Hunter Biden's daughter. That Joe Biden should go ahead and say, look, I'm going to accept her just like all my other grandchildren now. But you see, I, I think the whole narrative of this, which it has been proven that this is Hunter Biden's daughter. But in Hunter Biden's mind, and also his dad and all his other family, this isn't Hunter Biden's daughter. They're wrong. They're lying. They just want money. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I think this is despicable. But it, 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 now this also goes against the narrative of the media because, as they said for years, Biden is a loving family man. Oh, he's good. He's going to respect your family the same way as he respects. He respects his. Well, if he's respecting his granddaughter like that, I, I don't want him as my president. Ladies and gentlemen, this this is a this is a big, big, big mistake by the Bidens. And look, like I said, it's not the girl's fault. It's not her fault that her dad and her mama hooked up and she was born. Now I can also hear some of you leftists leaning nuts say, "Oh, they couldn't just have aborted it." Well, you see, that's and but that goes that goes to prove that hey, abortion is about about conveniences and not medical issues. But ladies and gentlemen, this woman decided to have this baby and I don't know what Hunter Biden told her, but for Hunter Biden to go into a courtroom a couple of weeks ago and say, I don't have no money for child support and wanting to lure down his child support. That's an issue right there. And for his family doing that, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm going to say this and I'm going to wrap it up and get to our interview for the day. You have you, the, the, the Bidens, and this is why I'm going to say I'm, 9 out of 10, this episode is going to be called The Bidens are an Embarrassment to America. Ladies and gentlemen, these, these, these people, the Biden family, is showing how they're conniving, scandalous, unloving. And look, this is, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, with all the bad policies and all. I think this is going to, this is going to hurt the Bidens more than anything because ladies and gentlemen, people are family, P people that vote for him have families and they, they see this. There's people out there that found out they had grandchildren or children out of wedlock and they accepted them with open arms. And the president is supposed to be an example to us to, Hey, to love everybody, even if they have flaws or failures, but it, I guess this hurts them. I don't know. But this is an embarrassment to our country. And ladies and gentlemen, all the stories I talked about in the stories in the first segment, it is, it is, just, it's terrible. And ladies and gentlemen, I, let's just hope in 2024 that we pick a, a suitable leader that, that won't have this many problems, Democrat or Republicans, please. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back in a few moments. Cheers and good on you, boys and girls. My name is Scott Ford, and I have a show on Rumble. It's the Scott Ford Show, all one word. The Scott Ford Show, all one word, and it's on Rumble. 
I'd be very happy if you went ahead and subscribed. Like Isaac, I'm a true American-loving patriot. Thank you, Isaac. God bless. Enjoy your life. You're my peace of mind When this old world seems to get me down All right, everybody, welcome back to the third and final segment of the Cajun Conservative Show today. I have the great honor of having Miss Kaylee Alford. I hope I said that right, Miss Kaylee. Uh, uh, she's running for state rep of District 64. That's around the Baton Rouge area, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Ms. Kaylee, welcome to the Cajun Conservative Show. Thank you so much, Isaac, for having me. Uh, Kelly Alford. Um, Kelly Alford, okay. <laughs> I said Alford. I must have been thinking of VeggieTales. I apologize. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Um, unfortunately, uh, I'm not that great with names. If it's not Miguez or it's not uh, Boudreaux and Thibodeau, I, I struggle <laughs> with it. Yep, I understand. Mine's all Irish. All <laughs> Irish. Yes, indeed. We might be distant cousins. I got Scottish Irish in my blood, okay. so. Okay, very, very, very possible. That'd yeah. be awesome. Um, yeah, Kelly Alford running for District uh, 64 State Representative. I'm uh, happy to be here. Miss Kelly, uh, you, I've been looking at your website. You are you are a strong conservative. You have, uh, I believe you have some great things for the state of Louisiana. That's what we need in our districts and in our legislative powers. Um, at the, you know, just to start off, why you chose to run for state rep? What, what was your reasoning for jumping into this race? Uh, well, honestly, Isaac, um, I was very concerned with the way the state was going, the way um, our government was handling uh, matters. I felt like our voice as the people uh, was not being heard. Um, as a small business owner, I understood, especially during COVID, the struggles that businesses were having um, because of the lack of communication, because of the, um, in my opinion, overreach by our government. Um, and unfortunately, we lost a lot of good businesses because of that. So that really was... Um, a huge marker in my life in the idea of running for an office. But at the time, I didn't really know where, um, you know, the Lord wanted me to be. You know, I'm a faith. I'm a, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I, I look to him for all things. And so with that nudge, with that feeling of, you know, being called to a governmental role, I began to put it to prayer um, and really a lot of prayer and one day I was uh, talking to my husband, of course, um, I'm friends with um, our current state representative um, and just having conversation, it was put out there, you know, maybe I need to, I need to run for that seat. And whenever that conversation was had, you know, whenever that statement was made, it was like a lightning bolt hit me. Here's your answer. This is what I want you to do. Um, and I knew that it was uh, right because, you know, I had already been involved in, um, you know, bringing the community together, me and several moms, several other conservatives, strong Christian conservatives, freedom loving people came together and, and um, brought a town hall during the COVID um, time. Uh, so that our uh, local councilmen, as well as our legislators, and even the Attorney General Jeff Landry came to it to speak to the people to answer questions because so many people were confused, so many people were frustrated. So, you know, those kind of things, it, it was just right up my alley. Um, so I really felt strongly that 
I could benefit the District 64 constituents by going to the state capitol and being involved in legislation. So, so in your current seat, there is a Republican that is that holds that seat in the 64 district, correct? Absolutely. So, so after you know, you know, you, you made the decision. How did you build your platform? Like, like, what are your main goals for the state of Louisiana? I know you've talked about you being a small business owner. Uh, I'm part of a small business here at BGS Media and also with my dad's company. Uh, we feel the the strains of John Bell Edwards and our state legislation, uh, their, their whole compromising their, their positions. And, um, we, as we said it, uh, my good friend, uh, Marty Melee and a few other politicians have said it, we're 50 at everything bad and, uh, we're 50 at, we're, uh, we're first at everything bad and we're 50 at everything good. So, you know, no, what are, what, what you want to tackle? What did you, you know, you, you win the election, you get sworn in. What's the first thing you do to, to try to make our state better? Well, that's a little tough question because there's so many things. Yes, ma'am. But honestly, um, you know, as a small business owner, and like you said, completely honest, truthfully, what you know, you felt it. You, you, and, and your business partners, people who you know, you felt it. Um, for me, as a business owner, I feel like I can bring. Um, a pro-business attitude and atmosphere to our state. That is one thing. We have a very complicated tax system. We need tax reform. We need, you know, a comprehensive tax reform to where businesses will want to come and establish themselves in Louisiana. Um, you know, if our infrastructure, that's another thing. You know, I want people, especially in my district, who felt the effects of the 2016 flood, I want them to understand that, there's still a lot of work to be done, and I plan to make sure that those things are done and hold those accountable that have been doing the work to date, you know, because there's been a lot of delays. There have been a lot of things that have happened since, uh, you know, since the 2016 flood and since the efforts have been underway to try to correct the problem. Um, I want to know that drainage is a priority for me. You know, I want to make sure that people are not concerned whenever we have a heavy downpour rain and water starts creeping towards their home. Um, obviously, you know, education is another thing. Um, we need a strong, uh, we, 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 we're losing teachers. And to me, that is very sad. So something needs to be done to uh, have better recruitment and retention to where our teachers feel like they're supported and that they can educate our children. Um, and I feel like our government needs to kind of get out of that um, and, and stop putting a lot of uh, regulations on it to where teachers can teach and do what they, you know, have enjoyed doing for many, I mean, we're losing seasoned teachers, you know, and that to me, it just breaks my heart because, you know, a lot of, I know my mother-in-law was a teacher um, for 30 plus years and she loved her job. She was a science teacher. And if you talk to her students, she loved it because she taught, she taught from her heart and she was able to do that. But, you know, when government comes in and starts putting regulations, dealing with curriculum and, and messing with those kind of things, then, you know, it takes the fun away. So there needs to be some support for our teachers um, to where we recruit and we can retain. Um, those are just a few of the things that are on the top of my list. So uh, and we uh, you, I'm, I'm assuming you being a conservative and being the, the faith uh, based community. 
what are your views on the the governor's uh his his, his latest legislation where he vetoed uh, the bill that was stopped by Fred Mills and you know the mutilation I call it the mutilation of children the the, the you know children can have these these surgeries we're thank god we're about to go into a veto session hopefully our friends like blake miguez and many mm -hmm. other representatives and senators that are out there will have common sense to get this passed but on on that whole issue because if it don't get passed now it's probably going to get passed with jeff landry if he mm -hmm. if he's elected okay. or even yeah. stephen wagaspack or someone else you you're you're possibly going to be in those legislative talks if it would go up to that again and hopefully it wasn't i hope i hope it don't i hope it gets over vetoed override but but what if that happens in your what would you do as state representative uh, kelly oh i'd support bringing it back up I, it it needs to be it needs to be passed um and if and if they can't have a veto override session now to push for it in this session or in this year then absolutely I believe when, you know, we do have a great opportunity in Louisiana to get a good Republican uh, governor. Um, and I believe that we could see something like that pass with ease. Do you see, because you, you have um, you have one of our good friends here at the Cajun Conservative Show, Jamie Pope, right next door to y'all guys. Yeah, um, love you, girl. I, I, hope, I hope you and Jamie get in there so y'all can start uh, shaking things up in the legislation. Um, but, um, you know, in y'all area, Denham Springs, Baton Rouge, it's it's heavily blue you get what i'm saying it is uh there there is some more there's more moderate republicans out there um how do you see that rate you know i don't know if there's another republican in that race with you but you know how do you swing those voters the people that are that are blue dog democrats the ones that say we like the conservative view but we, we remain the state democrat right well you know, I, in my particular race, there are there all there's three Republicans. So in that sense, it's all Republican. Um, our area is primarily conservative, okay. strong conservative, strong Republican. Um, you do have some folks that have moved in from Baton Rouge, and I would maybe call some of them purple. Okay. You know, they might, you know they're kind of in the middle. Um, but you know, my approach to the voter is. I am a small business owner. I am not a politician. I've never run for office before. I'm the political outsider. And, you know, I want to earn your support because I want to go and be your voice. Um, I have no desire to make a career out of this. This is a season in my life where I feel like I can go and do good and be involved and use what God's given me from running our business. My husband and I, we've been running it for over 15 years. You know, we are a relational business. Um, we, you know, it's why we've never really had to advertise or do spend tons of money on marketing. We've had retention because word of mouth referrals and, 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 and because of our relationship that we build with people, they understand that, you know, our word is true. Uh, our integrity is solid. And, you know, when we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. Um, let's let's continue on with your faith a little bit, Miss uh, Kelly, because I, you know, uh, here at the show, I talk, I end the, I always end the show saying, if you want to know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, reach out to us. And I've had this question on this side of the microphone where it's been Isaac, how do you keep your faith while looking into politics and trying to find out what's right and what's wrong? And I tell him the joy of the Lord. I believe the Lord has called me to this. 
but you're on the other side of the microphone. You're 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 running for office, and mm-hmm. you're just just not running for office. You're a Christian, so you mm-hmm. have a standard that you live by. How do you keep your faith while trying to run for office? And what is your view or your opinion of more believers getting into politics? Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, um, you know, my integrity means everything. Um, And, uh, you know, my walk with the Lord, I I believe and, and I have seen through this journey so far up until this point, you know, uh, discernment is key. Um, you have to have discernment. Um, you know, I love all people, all people, um, red, blue, black, white, you know, I, all people, it doesn't matter to me. I could work with anybody. Um, but the difference is, is I will not bend to my, you know, my, my morals and my values. Um, and I, I believe that, you know, in relationship, um, you know, you can create the atmosphere where there's where there's a confidence in your um, your authenticity, and I believe that you know people will you know as I build relationships, should I be honored with this office? Um, people understand that I'm 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 true, and I and I you know what I say is true, um, and when I say something, I mean it. Um, so I feel like I can work with people and not compromise my walk with the Lord. Um, at the same token, I am transparent. Um, I understand that I am flesh and blood, um, and that I'm not perfect. And so I, I, and I've said it before, you know, I am open to anybody holding me accountable. And if ever at any point in time that I make a mistake and someone comes to me, I will make wrong that mistake. And I will, I will appreciate that because again, you know, we have to work together to be able to walk this journey out. Um, you know, for me as well, um, peace, you know, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, prayers unto the Lord. And to me, if I am anxious about something through, you know, like, and I've had it through this journey of this campaign, you know, I stopped. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I, I go before the Lord and, and, and I, and I bring it before him. And if I don't have a peace about it, then I let it go. Because to me, anxiousness is a great litmus test to say that I'm doing it in my own strength versus his strength. So yes, my faith is very important. Um, and, um, you know, even going into that atmosphere, you know, I've seen some, some, some interesting things, you know, from being around the Capitol and, and, and having people that I know that are currently holding office, you know, talking to them, seeing some things actually, you know, happening during session and that kind of thing. And, and, you know, my response to that is like, you know, wow you know, okay, Lord, how are we going to, you know, approach this? You know, I also am a firm believer in surrounding yourself with good people because, you know, there's safety in the multitude of counselors. And so I firmly believe that, you know, if you surround yourself and I believe there are good people that have a political, um, you know, they have their thumb on politics that uh, are smart, you know, innovative, um, and and you have discernment that, you know, the Lord's going to, you know, lighten up for me is, I have some now. So I would pull them into my circle and make sure that we are doing the right thing for our constituents. Good word right there. And I'm going to be honest with you. You don't hear that too much in politics right now. You don't hear that people 
you know, and look, I, I'd say it like this. You don't hear politicians speak the way you do um, because we, we've come to a point in our history, and I've seen it in Louisiana, where there, there's no counsel of God no more. There's no counsel of what will the Lord do. There's, there, politicians ain't walking around. What would Jesus do? And, and that's why, you know, here on the Cajun Conservative, we try to promote uh political leaders like yourself and many others that 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 follow the Lord and that want to go ahead and make Baton Rouge a better place. And I think if we, if we get more like that, I think we will see a turn in this this in the state and in this nation. Yeah, well, and, and going along with that, we have to we have to because just like you said, you know, like you, I'm tired of Louisiana being last. I'm tired of us, you know, you know, falling short to no offense to Mississippi, but Mississippi, <laughs> you know, we have, we, we, you know, we have a mass exodus out of Louisiana and a lot of those are children, you know, are, are just, you know, of somebody, whether it be, you know, my mom and me leaving or my children leaving. Um, and I, that needs to change. And so, you know, things do have to change or we're going to not only lose our state, but we're going to lose our children and the next generations. So that is huge for me. Um, I, I, I want, and, and I see very clearly the greatest opportunity for Louisiana to turn around and start going in the right direction to where we begin to bring business back to Louisiana yep. and our kids are able to go through high school, you know, graduate, whether they go on a secondary education or not, or, or, you know, a learn a trade, they have a place that they can plant their feet here in Louisiana and grow their families and not feel like they have to leave the state because there's, there's nothing that's being offered to them. So with that being said, and this probably be the last question for the night, you know, we, we have six Republicans running right now. We got two Democrats running and we got an independent out there. And um, I, I'm not a Steve Wackenspacks fan. I was looking for it, but when I saw he started attacking Jeff Landry, it, well, through his through a pack, I, just all kind of mega rolls and everything like that. But you know, uh, I'm a firm believer in not people attacking, especially Republicans. But you know, this has been a this has been a design for a few years. That's why John Bell Edwards has gotten there because Republicans attack Republicans. And God forbid something like that would happen again, where we don't get a Republican in there and we get another Democrat. How would you look at your job going into that with possibly Sean Wilson being the governor? You know, and like I said, God forbid it doesn't happen, but there is always that possibility sure. that that we will have another Democrat governor. And right. you as a legislator going into that with nine out of 10, another majority Republican House and Republican Senate. How do you look at that working with the governor? Well, you know, you, you can't quit, obviously. Right. Um, they're, they're, that's just not an option. So to me, again, I go back to, you know, as a business owner, what we've done and how it's provided the success that we have in our company, which is being relational and being authentic and being true and, and, and standing still in your values without having to bend in that capacity. And, and I would do the same with Sean Wilson, you know, um, I, I would create that, you know, to me, you know, the, the backbiting and the, um, you know, the games, the political games and the manipulations and stuff, that's my, my desire, honestly, a prayer, because it would take a, 
almighty God for these things to happen. And like you said, you know, the change in the attitude where it's, it's, you know, what would Jesus do? Right. right kind of thing. We would go back to that, that those values and those morals that, you know, even the 10 commandments, you know, when it was, you could see it and it was, um, you know, put out there and it was at governmental locations, you had that sense of, man, I got to do what's right. Um, and so, you know, that would be the same mindset where, you know, I would just, I would, I would work with people. I would, you know, I'm not going to play the petty games. You know, this is, you know, we have to do our work. We, we were, we were voted in by the people to be the voice of them. And, you know, if it matters to my constituents, then it matters to me. And that's what I'd bring to the Capitol. And that's what I would bring to whoever I would be working with as governor. Sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Miss Kelly, can you go ahead and tell people where they can find you on the web and if they want to help out with your campaign and um, how, how, you know, they want to talk to you, how they can reach you? Well, of course, I do have a website, www.votekellyalford.com. And my name is spelled K-E-L-L-I-E. Uh, my last name is A L F O R D. Some people kind of confuse those two. I, I, um, I wonder. I wonder. You know, the get the host messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an honest mistake. Trust me, and I'm very used to it. So yes, Kelly Alf, vote Kelly Alford dot um, I also have uh, Instagram vote Alford sixty four, um, as well as a Facebook page uh, Kelly Alford for State Representative District sixty four. Of course, you know, my cell phone, I give my cell phone out there. My number is 225-241-5950. If you have any questions, if you want to get to know me, um, open up your home, um, you know, give me a call. I'll be glad to talk to you uh, because at the end of the day, the voters uh, respect and the voters um, confidence in me is what matters that I can earn their vote. Miss Kelly, thank you for coming on. We appreciate you uh, stopping by. And uh, if you ever down Lafayette or St. Martin Parish Way, you know, I, I know a couple of good restaurants I could point you to, you know. <laughs> well, I, will, I will hit you up because I'm all about some good Louisiana food. And look, I, and look, don't take offense of, you know, on that side of Denham Springs, that ain't real Cajun food. You got to come on this yeah. side of the, 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 the basin. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to agree with you on that one because I have several friends that live in the Lafayette region and they they, they kind of blow our food out the water. Hey, we're some good cooks. We don't get these sides for nothing, unfortunately. Miss <laughs> Kelly, thank you for coming on. We'll uh, we see you in a little bit. Sounds good, Isaac. Thank you for having me. No problem. That was Miss Kelly Al- uh, Alford. I have to make sure I say that right. Um, she's running for state rep in District 64. So if you live in that district, please consider Miss Kelly. Um, just looking at her website and talking to her, I see she's a true conservative. And that's what we want to do. We want to vote in true conservatives into the state of Louisiana to change the state around. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and end this episode. I want to thank you, as always, for listening to the Cajun Conservative Show. Remember, Jesus Christ is king, and he's coming back, and he's coming back soon. So don't be fade of heart, because Jesus has overcome the world. If you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please reach out to me at the Cajun Conservative Show. WordPress.com. I'll tell you how to make Jesus your savior and heaven your home. Until next time, you be blessed, you be encouraged. And he is the open door.